Hello there. This is an incoming transmission from Obi-Wan Kenobi. Welcome to the Credible Nerds podcast. This is the podcast you're looking for. Don't go about your business. Stay here. Well, go about your business and listen. And then you can move along. Move along. And may the force be with you, always. Random Inks Productions and the Credible Nerds present Star Wars Apologetics, Series 1, The Phantom Menace. Welcome everyone to the Credible Nerds Podcast. My name is Justin and today we'll be talking about the arguments as to why Star Wars The Phantom Menace is a great Star Wars movie, or also known as reasons why The Phantom Menace doesn't suck. So we want to thank you guys for joining us and listening to this podcast as we talk about one of my favorite movies, Star Wars The Phantom Menace. Uh, When it was released back in 1999, there were a lot of things that were loved about it and eventually i think i think the journey was oh star wars is back we love it it's awesome let's go see it five six times in the theaters and then after a little bit it kind of started to break down i don't know if the film didn't break down but the fandom started to pick apart oh this i didn't like this oh that i didn't like that i thought this was dumb you know it kind of broke down into those type of things so we're going to talk about one of those big things that broke the fandom at that time. Uh, but first off, let me welcome to the show my fellow Jedi Knight, Harry. Hi, guys. And so what we're going to break down, like I said, one of the biggest controversies or controversial character in this whole saga, Jar Jar Binks. And so when I say Jar Jar Binks, Harry, what's the first couple words that come to your mind? Uh, bumbling buffoon. <laughs> Comic yeah. relief. Comic, yeah. For me, it's uh, Misa called Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> that phrase will forever be burned into my mind. So, um, so I, when I, I remember uh, when I saw it, I was like, huh, who is this guy? <laughs> you know, I, I could, re- I could uh, recognize him for what he was at the time. Like you said, comedic relief for kids. Uh, when I first saw it, I saw it with my wife. Well, actually, uh, she, we were dating. Me and my wife were dating at the time. So at that time, kids weren't in my immediate future. Uh, it was just me and her and then another buddy of mine and his girlfriend. And we saw it and we're like, oh, that's cool. And I went back and saw it multiple times. But I, my point is I didn't have kids at the time. And so I was like, oh, Jar Jar Binks, Okay. So he was there. He was in the background. I didn't really care about him. I cared about Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, Darth Maul, Anakin, Padme. You know, I cared about those guys. That's what I wanted to see. So for you, was it there a, a dislike immediately? Or what was your journey with Jar Jar? Um, not a dislike. It was just, like you said, there was better characters that I cared more about. And um, just sort of annoyed that he got screen time. It's like, you know, they wrote this character in and we could have had some other character that was cooler. Uh, I didn't hate him, but it was like my least favorite of all the characters. Um, Well, second least, because I really don't like the battle droids. They kind of annoy me um, with just how dumb they are. But um, 
just didn't really care for him. And it's like, oh man, why did they put him in? So I was in the same, same position, right? No kids. Um, so I didn't see it for what it was uh, until sometime later. Um, it was just more annoying than anything. Does your perspective of him change later? Um, I think a little bit over the years as I've watched it, um, there is a bit of, uh, he's a unifying character, right? Without Jar Jar, we never meet the Gungans. So even as, as silly and goofy as he is, that's what got him evicted from Gungan society in the first place, which leads him to his, his encounter with Qui-Gon which eventually leads Qui-Gon to, to the Gungans and, and then enlists the Gungans in the fight. So um, as, as I watched and, and understood and, and came to, to love the movie more and more, it was, uh, he's an important character. Now, the way he's portrayed is kind of annoying, but um, the Gungans are a little bit silly as, a, as an entire race, and there's a little bit of silliness to it. But um, I, I didn't, he what didn't annoy me anymore. Uh, yeah. Still not going to be one of my favorite characters, but yeah. he didn't annoy me. Yeah, that's pretty much my perspective as well. Um, well, with one exception. Um, so when I saw when I first saw Star Wars in theaters, I, you know, I was four, maybe five years old, and you know that's and that had such a big impact on me uh, back then. Obviously, so I'm here. 40 plus years later, still talking about it. But um, so that was the age that I was introduced to Star Wars. And so fast forward a few years, four or five years, when my firstborn is a boy, my son, he, it's Phantom Menace is on DVD. So I'm, as soon as I can, I, you know, I'm showing him Phantom Menace. And when he was about four, same age, four or five years old, he, he loved Jar Jar. Jar Jar was the funniest thing he'd ever seen. And so that's when my perspective is. I was like, huh, okay. That's why Jar Jar's in this movie. <laughs> like, you kind of know he's goofy and he's for kids. But when you see a kid enjoy watching Jar Jar on the screen, you know that's why he's there. And it's kind of a genius move if you really think about it. Um, when we watched Star Wars the first time, it was so different from everything else that it caught us right away even as kids. Um, now you fast forward to when this movie was released, there's all kinds of great movies out there. And, you know, there's um, gaming systems and computers and all kinds of things to catch people's interests. And uh, so it's harder to grab the kids. And yeah. this was a genius move because you grab them and they're like, they love this character, um, which leads to loving the movie. Mm -hmm. And once you love one of the movies, eventually you're going to love them all. Yeah. And you're going to be a fan forever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just boys. My daughter, who's two and a half years behind my son, when she, you know, hit that age too, she, she loved Jar Jar just as much. I think it's just, you know, like you said, a genius move that appeals to all kids. And it's like uh, you're in, in type seeing them into the, the van with the candy, right? Hey, little <laughs> kid, look what I got. <laughs> Obviously not as, uh, cruel as that but you know it's a way to lure him in so and he you know he plays this part like you said he he links the jedi and the naboo up with the gungans and they join forces 
then obviously in Attack of the Clones, he he steps in and calls for you know the creation of a Grand Army of the Republic. So basically, causes the downfall of, of the Republic. But um, that's a different episode. So he has his place. I have a bo- I have a, a brother in law who despises Jar Jar. <laughs> he, he, he won't watch Phantom Menace ever again if Jar Jar's in it. Like, I guess there's those cuts out there, those edits, those edits out there that to remove Jar Jar from the movie. He'll watch those. <laughs> he will <laughs> not watch this movie with Jar Jar. He hates it. And like, he, I'll tease him about it. He's like, oh, he just freaks out. He's like, hates it with a passion. So it's, it's interesting. But, you know, he doesn't have kids. So he, I'm not saying that's why, but I think his his perspective would soften if he had kids. So it is what it is. And then another key aspect, uh, a little more important than Jar Jar, um, is the soundtrack. The soundtrack is its own thing in this movie. Uh, We had the great soundtracks of the original trilogy by John Williams. And obviously he did these prequel trilogy movies as well. Um, The soundtrack for them and it's it's amazing the soundtrack is so good so it it is star wars it has the main theme and a couple of the other themes but there is so much more to the soundtrack that we'd never heard up till then till this movie came out and i when it came out i listened to it over and over and i still listen to it but it's it's just so good um are you a soundtrack guy harry do you like listen to the movie soundtracks and uh, what, i am what, what do you think of this I, one yeah, I, I often head straight home from a movie if it's a good soundtrack and, and go to the record store. Well, used to, can't anymore, but used to. I, I, I go home after watching the movie and buy it on the way home. Um, and uh, yeah, it's such a fantastic soundtrack. It's just, it's Star Wars, um, but it's powerful on another level. Um, and uh, the choir, you know, in that that portion of the soundtrack is just, it's different and just it's majestic and soaring and powerful and, and I love it. Um, How great is Duel of the Fates, right? Yeah, I mean that that's in got to be in the top five best um, movie songs of, of all time. Yeah, so good, so powerful. So you had that that was introduced for the first time on this soundtrack. The Imperial March made a, a cameo here and there. And then uh, another great release that doesn't get talked about is Anakin's theme. And if you listen to that track, it's, I don't think it's played that much throughout the movie, but there is, I think it's a four or five minute track on Anakin's theme. If you listen to it, it starts out all innocent and the way it just kind of breaks down, it starts out and it's light and happy. And then as it keeps going on and on throughout the, the whole track, it slowly breaks down and goes into the last 10 seconds or so are the Imperial March. You know, it just morphs itself into the Imperial March, Darth Vader's theme. And it's so genius, such a genius track. Um, I enjoy listening to it every once in a while. Well, often when I listen to the soundtrack, it's just, it's great. You don't really pick up on it because it's not, that part isn't in the, the film, except for at the end credits. You do hear it at the very, very end, the last few credits that roll up. But throughout the uh, the movie, it doesn't really appear 
that much. And it's only short pieces here and there. Um, so there's that. And then there's also the ultimate soundtrack, um, which is basically, you know, the, the music that starts at the beginning of the movie and everything you hear throughout the film all the way to the end of the film. It's basically just the music track of the film. And so it's a two disc version and it has Darth Maul's face on it, but it's blue instead of red. I don't know why they did that, but mm. um, so there's that. And it's, it's pretty, you, there's tracks on there that you, you hear in the film. Like there's some, some of the, the, when Anakin and Qui-Gon, they go through the, the town of Tatooine and there's these really uh, native tracks, I guess, native to Tatooine tracks that you don't hear anywhere else, but they're on this, this uh, CD soundtrack release. So if you're a music guy, definitely check out the ultimate soundtrack of The Phantom Menace if you haven't already. And that's the only one, it's the only uh, episode, Star Wars episode in the saga that has this release. So I don't know if it didn't sell that well, so they stopped doing it or, or what. But um, there are on the sequel trilogies on episodes, episode eight, there is a bonus feature on the DVD or blue, I think it's Blu-ray actually, or the digital copy that plays just the music. So that's the closest thing we got to the to this something like this, the ultimate soundtrack. Then I think Solo is going to release something similar <clears throat> here in a couple of weeks. But for now, it's the only uh, film to have an ultimate soundtrack of all the the music played from the beginning until the end. Then a bonus reason for why uh, the Phantom Menace doesn't suck is Phantom Menace came out in 3D in theaters. Uh, in February 2012, it was released in theaters in 3D. It was only in theaters for a couple of months, um, but it, I went and saw it a couple of times, and it was uh, some parts were great, like all the space battle scenes. Whenever there's a 3D movie with a you know some something in space, whether it's a a battle or just ships flying through space, it gives 3D gives it that depth that you that you want to see in space. And I always appreciate that. And so there's a lot of great scenes from Phantom Menace that are even better in, uh, in 3D, pod race, the space battles, things like that. So were you able to see it in 3D when it came out, Harry? I was not. Um, I'm sure they showed it here. There's a big uh, 3D theater at, uh, at the Henry Ford Museum, and they show a lot of stuff. Um, but since I wear glasses, uh, it's yeah. hard to watch 3D movies. Yeah. Um, I tend to get a headache about 45 minutes in, um, and it just kind of takes away from the experience. Um, every time there's a cool 3D movie out, it's like, man, I really wish I had contacts right now. Um, yeah. Because I, I know I'm going to miss out again. Yeah, and the, the thing with this is they, if I remember correctly, they, it's not just showing the movie with the 3d glasses they converted it to 3d the whole movie format and they were going to release each uh film in 3d again that was the direction they were going this was when 3d kind of took off a little bit and so they were going to push this um, but then 
And I know they did episode two and episode three in 3D because they showed them at uh, Star Wars Celebrations in past, past celebrations. But yeah, I didn't get to see them because we go up to the room to watch them when it was time. And there was just so many people we didn't get in. So unfortunately, I didn't get to see it, but I know they did show them. And then when they were promoting the 3D releases to the theaters to try to get them to get excited about it, so they did, I don't know if they did the whole film of A New Hope, Star Wars Episode Four, but they, they did the, the trench run, like the Death Star battle in mm -hmm. 3D, and they were showing that to people to get them hyped up about it. So I know they did at least that, if not all of it. So it's unfortunate that they dropped that and just shelved it because, I mean, 3D's, in some films, it's kind of a gimmick, but uh, they did a really great job with this this film in 3D, and I enjoyed it. It was, it was fun to go watch, go back and watch it in 3D, a different format, because it brings something new. It's, it's small, but it's something new to the film you've seen a hundred times. So it was cool. This is the final episode in our series of arguments as to why Star Wars The Phantom Menace is a great Star Wars movie. I want to thank you guys for listening. And uh, next up, we will we'll talk about and address um, episode two, Attack of the Clones, and some of the, the reasons why that film is a great Star Wars film. What makes that a good movie? What makes it a good Star Wars film? Why is it an important part of the saga? I remember when episode two came out, I loved it, when saw it multiple times. I watched it on Blu-ray and DVD when it came out multiple times. Um, but it started to fall off for me. I think, I think the last 45 minutes of that film is some of the best Star Wars ever. But the first, you know, leading up to that, it started to, it wasn't that I didn't like it. It's just, I don't know, I wasn't feeling it for a while. So I stopped watching it for a few years. And then I came back to it one day I was like, wow, this, this is actually a really good movie. And I, I guess it grew on me or something because I enjoy watching Attack of the Clones. It's of all the Star Wars movies, it's kind of in the middle, ranked in the middle, but I still enjoy watching that film. It's good. What are your, if you were to promote or give some positive vibes for episode two, Harry, in a couple sentences, what would, what would you say about episode two? Or do you like episode two? I do. I, I, I did enjoy it. Uh, I've never been on the uh, the negative side of the fandom over the prequel movies. I've always enjoyed them for, for what they are. Um, the visuals in it are fantastic and, and just introducing some some of these uh, these new bad guys, new villains for the Star Wars universe was really cool. Um, I understood why, you know, we've got Anakin and Padme. I don't want to see it because I want more action. I want to see more space battles. I want to see more lightsabers blazing. Um, but I understand why they're pushing the story forward. So I've always enjoyed it. Uh, I think I'm, a, I'm with you. It's kind of in the middle of, of all of the movies, um, but maybe middle top because um, yeah. there are some great sequences in it. And uh, there's just some really cool characters that we meet. Um, people that you really, really like and you root for or boo and hiss at when they show up on screen. and um, I think it's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's got clones in it, right? How long have we been waiting to see the clones? They finally show up. So a lot of great stuff. So look for that uh, series come along. Uh, but this was our final episode in this series. So thanks for listening. We want to thank you guys for participating with us and definitely 
Join us on social media if you haven't already to join in on the conversations there. Look for us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just do a search for Incredible Nerds and you'll find us. So as always, thanks for joining us and may the force be with you. May the force be with you.